I thought he said, uh, I thought he was recording before, so I was like, hey, or whatever noise I did. And is that how the podcast starts? Yeah, I guess so. Go ahead, you start today. You be the host, I'll be the co-host. Hey. <laughs> Welcome to Just For The Podcast You Want. This guy next to me who you can't see is the host. His name is David Andrew Laws. That's and me. And I'm <laughs> oh, and there's a ghost. Oh, no. There's a ghost. Oh, oh no. That's a ghost. <laughs> That was a go- the ghost of a crowd. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's what we have is the ghost of a crowd. And I'm the sometimes co-host Megan Greener. Hi. Hi. How are you? Oh, fine. And we have a co-co-host. Yes. Archie. Archie. He is our bulldog. He's below us. Archie's in the studio today. He was running around panting earlier, and I thought maybe we'd get some of that on the mic, but now he's tuckered out. Yeah, he's flattened like a pancake. He wore himself out. And our guest... Who's doing such a valiant job of keeping silent, <laughs> even though you don't have to. And I love when guests do that. I mean, we should keep talking about him and not talking to him <laughs> and see how long he can stifle himself. Before his head pops off. I also didn't ask, so let's do this. How, mm-hmm. You know what? You introduced yourself, because I don't know which names you want and which names you don't oh, want. Oh, okay. Hello. Uh, hello. Hi. Uh, my <laughs> name's Rob Gilbert. Yay, Rob Gilbert. Yay. Rob Gilbert, not Robert Gilbert, yeah, even I though the internet says Robert, Robert Gilbert. It's, it's all over the Robert Gilbert. Well, okay. My name is Robert Gilbert. Weirdly, most people in the States tend to do the full name. People here oh. are fond of a Robert, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, back in the UK, people tend to do a Rob. So mm-hmm. I've, it kind of delineates like that, but I don't really care. I like both. I so like you don't all. know where you are until somebody says your name? Yeah, I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, usually. <laughs> I'm walking around in a daze, <laughs> just kind of waiting for somebody to say my name. And then I'm like, stage left, go now. And then I, no. Which side of the street people are driving on has no impact on it. <laughs> no. Purely which names they say. Yeah. Yeah, and they're also like, there are other Robert Gilberts. Oh, yeah. And there's a Rod, <laughs> Rod Gilbert. Oh, my God. Who's Rod Gilbert? Is that your Rod porn? Gilbert is a is Welsh stand-up comedian. Oh. Yeah, and literally so many times I'll be like, Rob Gilbert in the UK, and they'll be like, oh, oh my like, God. Rod Gilbert? Rod Rod, oh, no, like oh should I know this guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's so funny. I know him from all sorts of stuff. He has a radio show. He did a lot of the panel shows. Back yeah, exactly. In the day. He has a hilarious bit where he screams about luggage. Um, hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sorry you're not him, but I'm glad you're you. Oh, thanks. I'm dude. glad you're here. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I'm really glad that I'm here. This is a very cool show. So it's thank you for asking a, me to be on it. It's been a yeah. long time. It's been far too long. I know. When's the last time we saw each other? That's my first question for you as an interviewer, because I'm a good host. <laughs> like two years ago? It's been a million, billion I mean, the years. last time I... I mean, we saw you, obviously, at the infamous Julius Caesar at the park. Ah, uh, that's right. Yeah. Um, yes, of course. So there was that. But I think before that, in person, was it really when we did Taming at the pub? Yeah. I Probably. think it was. Which was know. literally a million years ago. Oh, yeah. wait. No, that's right. I had to put those two things together. So it's longer than two years. Yeah. So yeah. it's like three years. Well, good. I'm glad you're still. Because of Caesar. So you guys came to Caesar. We saw you in Caesar. We saw you. Yeah. That's right. We saw you, not Corey Stoll. Ah, that's right. And then I saw Corey Stoll. You went on for somebody, right? Corey Stoll. I did. I went on for Brutus. Corey Stoll. We we saw Corey Stoll. We saw him the second time. Because we saw the show twice. Because we're bad, illegal people. Didn't you? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I just want to put it out there I, that, like, I don't think I, I was with you. one of the biggest oh. moments of my life, I played Brutus on a delicate stage, and it sounds like, sounds like what Megan's saying is that wasn't memorable enough for her to retain. No, 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 I think you saw it. I'm just it. throwing it out there. No, no, no. No. Just, no, I understand where we, where we are with each other now, and I just want to <laughs> let you know that I hear you and I see you. I knew it. 
And I, I saw it. I, I saw that you, production. I, I saw that production once. You saw it twice. I saw it twice. Uh, yeah. oh. and, and I so saw you it. You sold Megan down the river is what just happened. Yes. Yeah, that's what happened. Welcome which to he does all the time. If you listen to more of the podcast, that's what happens. That's what the name of the podcast is. David sells dress for the podcast you want. David sells Megan down the river. That's a that's perfect. That's what it is. Rob. Yo. Do you consider yourself a successful person? No. Oh, sh- okay. First of all, I can say to you as friends, Here fuck off. Yeah, then. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> I came prepared. Okay, I'm so excited about that. Let's talk about it. Because the yeah. last episode when we had Nicole on, yeah. she was like, I am successful. I'm young. I have a job. I have a good family. And I feel like I was re-listening to the episode. And while I thought it was very, very funny, I felt like there was no, there was no drama. There was no stakes. Um mm. And now there's stakes. Mm-mm. What are you talking about? You don't think you're successful? Go on. I don't know. I feel like, well, I feel like success is subjective for sure. Great. Um, I don't really think there can be any level of objective successfulness. Well, that's probably not true. I mean, certain people, if you're like astronomer, if you're Beyonce and you're like, I don't know if I'm that successful, you know, and that's kind of crazy. Well, unless you measure success by something different. Exactly. So I think for me, maybe you're right. Maybe there is no objective success i wanted to combat that i wanted to combat that in a way that's like there is objective truth there Mm. is objective safety yeah is there objective success Hmm. well the only thing you could be objective about especially in this career is like is true the objective truth is like i have done these things Mm -hmm. there's no doubt i've done these things but i guess and i know that this is like unhealthy but you have to weigh your success on the result of what you do, right? And I know that results-based thinking and people say you're not supposed to do this, but I feel like if somebody's like, I'm tired and so I'm going to drink coffee and you drink coffee and you're still tired, you're like, oh, that wasn't a success. I drank that coffee because I wanted it to poke me up and I wanted to be more awake. So Hmm. did I get the coffee? Yes. Did I drink it? Yes. Did it achieve the result I wanted to achieve? No, I'm still tired and I now have to find something else to try and wake me up or Hmm. whatever, just to give a really basic example, I guess. Okay. Okay. So I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't feel successful. I don't feel that I have been a success in uh, in what I've done. Like I've I've done some very nice things and I'm very lucky and I feel like okay rebuttal. Rob has <laughs> been on the Delacorte stage and Julius Caesar. He has been in movies. He's been uh, we we saw one of your commercials on Hulu recently. Saw him in a commercial Mr. on TikTok, Hulu. Yes, Mr. Tic Tac. R.I.P. Mr. Tic Tac is actually dead. They decided not to renew, but uh, let's put that. Does that mean he's bed. dead? Oh yeah. Is yeah, that yeah. what happens when characters don't get renewed? Is they yeah. die? Yeah. He actually he ate a smint and that finished <laughs> it off. Don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had some bubble issues, and it's like acid to Mr. Oh. Tic Tac. So he horrifically burned from the inside. So he's he's dead. Yeah, that white suit was covered in uh, viscera. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's let's roll it all down. You are dual citizen. I am from America and the the United Kingdom. That's correct. United States, United Kingdom. You know, I just found out that they're called the United States of Mexico. That's not one of the places that Rob is from. But (laughs) oh, really? I did not know that. I think that's what they're called. Okay. Oh. I think that's the full title, but they probably stopped calling it that when we started being bad and we're like, (laughs) you know what? Maybe just Mexico. Yeah. The United States of stuff doesn't seem too good of a brand right now. (laughs) It's uh, the collective areas of Mexico. And so you get to travel all over the world. Yeah. You've been to 18 different countries. I've been to uh, some different countries, yeah. And do you do you have family here? Or is it through work that you've gotten the dual citizenship? No, my dad is American. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. So I was a citizen from birth and grew up sometime here as well as mm. back in the UK, yeah. 
Where were you? Where did you so, go? So, uh, <laughs> so it's kind of because my dad was in the Air Force, the U.S. Air Force. Oh, okay. Wow. So we moved around a lot, but I we were in a place called Nellis, which is just outside Vegas. Okay. Oh my god, I know uh, that from a, a video game from from uh, Fallout, Fallout New Vegas. Yeah, 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 Holy yeah, yeah, yeah. shit, <laughs> Nellis Air Force Base. That's really cool. Yeah. That. Oh my god! I gotta tell my mom. <laughs> <laughs> That's the coolest fact that I'll ever be able to have about Nellis. And then I moved back to the UK for a while. And then when I, when I moved back to live with my dad, he was living in Redondo Beach, which is in Southern California. Cool. So I did seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth grade. Wow. Okay. Yeah, in Southern California. Or as I call them in the United Kingdom, upper, middle, lower, and junior lower schools. That's correct. That's absolutely correct. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was in Hufflepuff, so that's the order that you do it. Oh, okay. In Hufflepuff. Uh, yeah. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get back to that. And so you are an actor. I am. Is there any slashes in there? Actor? There's a couple of slashes sometimes. Yeah. I, I'm a, I've recently in the last sort of two years started doing a lot of writing. Ooh. Mm. Yeah. What medium? What are you writing? Uh, not medium. You don't write in different ways. Is that right? Like mm-hmm. no, like I think what, that's okay. Yeah. Crayon or paintbrush? Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, like, you could be strictly, like, I only see for the screen, so I, that's what I write for. You could be pl- playwright and screenwriter, whatever. Yeah, so what I mean, mostly it's been screen stuff so cool. far. And then, you know, well, that's not true. Two of my scripts have been on the, at minor theaters and fringe stuff like that. But, yeah, so I've been doing a lot of writing, and I directed my first short last year. Cool. Which was a lot of fun and a big learning experience. It was very cool. Mm. And so, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> well, because you said you listened to it, so you sort of knew. Yeah. You listened to the podcast. Yeah. Is it is what I meant. Uh, and so, like, you you knew what was sort of coming. So, like, did you think about this in the yeah, past, I mean, like, f- 24 hours that we got you to get to do this? I mean, it's weird because I did think about this. Is so I've this. Is, I'm glad that I'm like having a chance to say this because I listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah, and you know when you're listening to a podcast that you love, and there's a guest on there who like isn't acting the way you want them to act, and you're like idiot. If I yeah, was, I'd be saying this, 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 this. <laughs> And I was like, not that I wasn't thinking that. Who was it? Call him out. No, none of your guests. But like, Damn I listen it. to a lot of like, you know, comedians podcasts and they're interviewing people and someone's like being like, oh, I don't know, man. I don't like that. And I'm like, dude, come on. Like, you're on a podcast. Let's go. Like, and so I was thinking when I go in there, I'm going to say this. And I'm going to say that. But then once you start thinking about it, you're like, I don't fucking know, dude. Like, I just feel like a piece of shit. That's why. Oh, no. I feel like I'm a, I feel like, I'm a like lame piece of shit. Like, why do I not feel like I'm successful? I mean, there's like... Well, no, let's approach it the other way, if you don't mind me sure. shutting you yeah. off and being very rude. No, um, please. <laughs> what, what do you consider a success? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a good way to approach it. So I guess... Thanks. It's my job. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> what situation could I see myself in where I would then go, okay, no, that's success, or just objectively, what do I see success at? Uh, for you, because the question's yeah. for you. So for me, I think if I was in a position where I could... I had some financial security mm-hmm. um, enough that I felt confident that in the semi near future, I could support a family mm-hmm. and I had some professional freedom to make choices and to make, to be able to afford to make my own work. I think that's the only thing uh, that I would consider successful. If I'm in a position where I'm working regularly, but I can also afford to go, I'm not going to work for a little bit because I want to make this movie Mm -hmm. or uh, I'm going to take two months to write this script and then I'm going to go and pitch it to people and that's going to be my focus for a little while. But I've earned enough money and I've put myself in a decent enough position that that doesn't mess me up financially. I think if I was in that position, I think I would consider myself a success. No, I'm lying. That would be like baseline. And then if one of those projects were to take off, Mm -hmm. I think I'd consider myself a success. So it's a pretty high standard that you hold yourself to. I guess I think so, but or not even I, standard. But I guess like it's a high bar you're trying to reach. 
I think so. But then when you look around, like with Netflix and Hulu and Amazon and all these streaming platforms and all this stuff, I'm like, it is hard and it does take a lot of work. But I'm like, if you really, no, maybe I'm being stupid. I'm just like, so many people pitch shows to these networks and, and get them. I mean, obviously, comparative to how many people pitch to how many people get on is a different mm -hmm. situation. But I don't know. Maybe I'm being unrealistic about that. I'm just like, there's I have so no much numbers in front of me. There yeah. are there's, There is a lot of content. There's so mm -hmm. much content. And there's a lot of self-made content. Yeah. Yes. More now than ever, obviously. Yeah. Because that's how technology works. Yeah. But so is what's stopping you from creating purely financial? Probably not purely financial. There's some of it which is about time. There's some of it which is about like insecurity, being like, is my idea ready? Do I really know what I'm doing? That's what I'm curious about, right? Because time, I think, is still attached to financial, like you said, right? Like if we could take two months off and write the script, like sure. that would be one thing. And but if, you know, if you're in the unique position of being sort of a pond hopper that you are, yeah. you know, it's being around man I, long enough for the 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 full fruition i guess of whatever it is that you're focusing on for sure i know yeah. it's not but that sounds like a slur pond hopper pond hopper <laughs> <laughs> is it pond hoppers coming oh, over oh, here no. <laughs> you said it with a hard r no it's bad <laughs> you, yeah you can say pond hopper but if you say pond hopper that's all bad. of a sudden everybody's <laughs> like hey, yes. well, well, yeah. 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 okay well i this is not the first time that i've disagreed with a guest on their level of success but i do disagree with you and i mm. think that that can take that information however you want can i piss you off sure i feel like i consider you a very successful person and well, i look at what you do and i think i look at what i'm doing and i'm like fuck i need some of what he has are you fucking kidding me not at all not even a tiny bit. jesus christ i find your achievements so intimidating i'm not kidding Right. I'm not kidding. Well, I am I'm pissed off. <laughs> well, now I'm mad. Because <laughs> you said real nice things. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly why. Um, hmm. Because you have control over what you do, right? I have control over what I do. Yeah, and people come for you. People come to Hamlet Isn't Dead because of what Hamlet Isn't Dead is, and that's a thing that you guys create. Yes. They listen to this podcast because it's something he that you He just lets me create. tag along. And, <laughs> well, he just lets me be in the room probably once in a while. That, I would say. <laughs> but, you know, all these things that think you've created, you know, that even down to, like, the teaching and all this stuff, like, this is these are people are coming to you because they uniquely need what you do and what you create. And to me, that's, that's success. Sure, like, but I've created them because of the lack of the opposite, right? Like we started Hamlet's and Dead because no one was hiring us and we were like, fuck it, if no one's gonna hire us, we're gonna start our own stuff. And mm. I started this because I was like, I wanna be the kind of person who can have a podcast and and like uh drink and talk to friends and people will listen to it. Mm. And no one's gonna give me that position until I give it to myself. Right. So it's interesting. Hmm. Ask a question. Ask me a question because apparently I'm on the fucking hot seat now. <laughs> Well, I, d I do have one for him. I don't know if I have one for you. At oh, okay. Is that okay? Ooh, just because he's... Just the legs right out. Just because he's the guest. Well, I was thinking about this earlier today, and I don't know if it's like a completely empty question because it's like, no, it doesn't matter where you are. Hmm. Whether it's here or if it's back in the UK, is there sort of an understanding, a basic baseline understanding of what success is depending on where you are? Is there a difference at all or no, not really? It just depends on who That's the person is. That's a great is. question. Yeah. I'd like a like a cultural understanding of like as an actor you've reached success when yeah I uh, God I think to be honest there's probably not much of a difference hmm. I would say that I mean this this industry is so based on like 
I don't think everybody's chasing celebrity, but you are essentially chasing recognition, right? And in, in mm -hmm. different ways for different people. Some people want to be recognized by the public. Some people want to be recognized within the industry mm -hmm. as somebody who's good at what they do. But either way, you want to, what you what success is, as I understand it in a sort of, um, you know, cultural sense here and there, is like, if I walk into the lobby at the National Theater and I bump into like four or five people that I know and those people are involved in the administration of that building and they go, oh my God, Rob, hey, hey, and whoever they're with, they're like, oh, this is Rob Gilbert, he's incredible. You have to talk to him. He's this great actor, he's doing this and this and we can't wait to get him in for this and blah, blah, blah. And then the next person is like, ah, we did a show together, blah, blah, blah. Then I'm like, I am respected and recognized within this community and therefore I must be doing something right. I'm successful. I'm mm -hmm. successfully navigating this. And I think it's the same thing here, right? Like mm -hmm. I get no better feeling. Like I went to the, a friend of mine took me to the gala at the public last night. Mm -hmm. And you Dope. realize you're walking around like, I don't know, barely anyone. And every time somebody that I happen to know because of Shakespeare in the Park is like, ah, Rob. And they're like, this is Rob. He's so-and-so and so-and-so. I'm like, okay, this feels good. And mm -hmm. as soon as I'm then just like standing with nothing to do, I'm like, <laughs> oh, this is failure. This is failure. This is what failure feels like. <laughs> because I'm like, why am I here? Why did I be so arrogant to think I could come here and mix with these people? I'm not one of them. I'm a loser. I'm just mm. here for the free drinks. What am I doing? Rob is a dual citizen. Rob is biracial. Mm -hmm. Rob is... Very tall and very sexy. Oh my god! Do you ever? <laughs> do you feel in your acting you ever are not playing yourself? Uh, always. Yeah. Interesting. Let's Most talk about that. Why? When? How? Do you have to do? Do you have to do American accent ever? Did uh, you didn't once, for yeah. Caesar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did yeah, you? Yeah. Uh, Is that a no, choice you no, make? No. Is that a choice other people make? I want to talk about all of this. Oh no! It, I mean, the the concept of the show was pretty heavily rooted in. in it was pretty American. In the States, so it was like yeah. it would have been weird if I would have been uh, had my own accent. Fair enough. And I think with Shakespeare, anyway, in this country, especially people, it would be weird if there was like one English person because everyone would be like, oh, is he the one? Like, because it's like. <laughs> Didn't you do something with <laughs> fucking David Tennant earlier when you're in that one? Uh, yeah, but then everybody's English. Do you know what I mean? Everybody uh, has an English. So I feel like if you're in an American production and there's one English person, it's like, what are you trying to tell me about this character? Gotcha. Because it's Shakespeare, right? Which is like uh. the grand English bard. And if one guy's English and all the others are American, like, am I supposed to be listening is to that him Shakespeare? More? Like, yeah. Is that <laughs> like, Shakespeare? Is he alive? Is he Shakespeare? Is he here? He got a tan. Like, I feel like. So, yeah. That's um, what I hate is all these depictions of Shakespeare mm -hmm. as being so white. <laughs> yeah, it really pisses me off that they don't <laughs> accurately tell how. <laughs> Shakespeare was Middle Eastern. <laughs> yeah. What you guys don't realize is he was a tan skin, olive skin sex machine. <laughs> Archie got up for this that. balding white guy. He agrees. He agrees. He's, he's up for it. Do you want to um, give us a little snort? Hold on. Wait. Think about your answer. Get that little snort in there. I told uh, David earlier. I got it. It was the good. The red bandana that he's wearing. He he like looks like he comes out of a Wyatt Earp movie. <laughs> Or like he's cruising for some. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he looks right at. Yeah, he's like, you finally someone understands me in this place. <laughs> he's nasty. He does try to hump his bed a lot. Oh, his, humps his bed. He tries yeah, to hump yeah, his yeah. Bed. Hasn't like slept he's on it. To be in he's, there. he's humped it. He sleeps time on now. it sometimes. Does he though? Yeah, the other night when we slept on the pullout couch, he slept on it at the foot of our bed, and he kept us so safe. All right, so wait. Why do, do I ever feel like I have to play myself? No, I don't ever really feel like I'm playing. Um. Mm. I mean, you always find aspects of the character that you can relate to, and that's a way in, so there's a lot of that. But no, because mostly people, A, don't think I look like the racial makeup that I am, and B, 
don't really know how to write for that racial makeup because mm. it's pretty specific. And also I, th I get the feeling and we all have these feelings about our casting or like what people think of us as actors that yeah. is like 60% true and 40% like your insecurity. Yeah. And maybe, I, maybe even swap those. Uh, yeah, switch those. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's my ego thinking that I'm more right than the rest of them. Maybe. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 it definitely is true. Like it's 60% I'm right for sure. <laughs> but I feel like people uh, get nervous. Um, because of the way that I look, people are like, okay, so he's definitely brown, but we're not like sure what kind. <laughs> so like if we cast him as this, does it seem like we're trying to make a statement? Like what if people think he's Hispanic then, but he's not Hispanic. So then some people will be like, why is the Hispanic guy playing it? And Hispanic people might be like, he doesn't even look that much Hispanic. Like, especially Whoa. with the black community, there's like a whole thing about if you cast light skinned people, they're like, oh, you were just trying to be, it's like the least black black person you right. can get. So you don't really want to cast them black. <laughs> so like, uh, that's a whole thing that I go through. Like when I'm oh. being cast, like I have to, and I hear black actors talk a lot about not getting given opportunities. And I hear that it's definitely true, but there's this weird thing about being stuck in the middle where you're like, Hey, what's up? Like all of my lived experiences as a person of color, but I talk like this and I look like this. Mm -hmm. And that is not what white people in their forties to sixties, which is what most casting directors think of when they think of, we're going to tell a story of a person of color. They mm. want like a kid from the ghetto who came up good and like he met a lovely white teacher who like helped him. Like that, I don't tie into that in their mind. I'm confident I could play that part, mm -hmm. but I walk into a rehearsal room and I talk like this and they think like, oh my goodness, a lovely English gentleman. I'm sure you were like rich your whole life and Whoa. you skip along the meadows and like, you know. <laughs> okay, first uh, first of all, do you skip along the meadows? Of course I skip along the meadows. Right, just but I was sure. very, very poor while I was giving. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't tell them that I did that. Yeah, and of course I uh, always in private I would skip. <laughs> um, that's so interesting so like, i guess that's what i mean i never really feel like i get to play myself never you like, like I'm, mm. I'm now i'm asking like is there has there been an experience where you were like in this instance i got to really be just myself no how interesting i hope i hope that for you oh me too dude that's yeah. what inspired the writing more than anything else cool yeah yeah, yeah. i feel like that yeah happens yeah because obviously obviously black actors are saying you know i'm not getting hired because of this and now white actors are saying i'm not getting hired because oh of this one of my everybody's yeah. just saying like yeah. i'm not getting hired because of this and it's just like well Maybe you're just not getting hired because you're bad. <laughs> yeah. And now nobody or, works. <laughs> or like maybe like the idea that you're not getting hired because of the way you look is not like a new thing. In this yeah, industry. absolutely not. And trends come and go. Like there was a time when everybody wanted women to be like super skinny and petite. And then now there was a time when everybody wants them to have giant boobs and everything. Like yeah. it will come and go for all of us, for men. And we're, like everybody wants everybody to be like some mumbly Tom Hardy, Ryan Gosling kind of person now. And I've been and guilty of it. It's hard. We were casting a show a couple of years ago or Merchant was like four years ago. Three years ago, was it Merchant specifically? Merchant was specifically was I knew who I wanted to be the lead lady, mm. and she was super tall, right? And I was like, "Where am I going to find a guy who can like look look appropriate with this lady?" Mm -hmm. And other people were like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And I was like, "If he's short and she's so tall, won't it look weird?" And people were like, "No, don't be stupid." And I was like, "I'm being stupid." Well, this is interesting though because when we're making shows or when we're making anything, you have to communicate accurately to the audience, right? And so is your, isn't it your responsibility in a certain kind of way to take on board what you know that the audience will see? Like there's a sight gag to be had there. And if that's not useful for you, it's gonna distract from the kind of story you're trying to tell. Now, it doesn't mean you shouldn't see any shorter guys. And if you a shorter guy comes in that's like so charismatic that his size doesn't matter, then like, oh, amazing, what a plus. Yeah. But I don't think it's unfair to go like, oh, she's really tall. We gotta make sure that, Whoever is cast opposite her can seem like he's taking up as much space as her. And, you know, 
because otherwise the audience is just going to be spending the whole show going mm-hmm. like, he's real sure. Not the whole show, right? You'd think they'd get over it eventually. You would hope, but I mean, people are dumb as fuck. All I know <laughs> is we actually ended up casting someone who was also very tall and who I found out afterwards yeah, we, was we, gay, we ca- <laughs> <laughs> which was my favorite part of the whole process. We, we cast two giants to, yeah, yeah. to play. And I had no <laughs> idea lead romantic roles. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember when it came up. I think like halfway through rehearsal, he was like, yeah, my boyfriend's going to come. And I was like, what? Well, <laughs> I mean, for, for Henry V, the, uh, uh, the princess... Catherine was definitely towering over Henry V. Oh, yeah, yeah. She was much taller than you. <laughs> yes. But we did play that. It was funny. Yeah, yeah. We had to. Yeah, that's what I mean. You, yeah, right? Yeah. You had to, right? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's like, t- I don't know. Maybe I'm being a little bit. But it seems naive hey, to be, be a little like, bit. no, mm-hmm. we're not going to address it. And it's like, well, the audience have to address it. Mm-hmm. They have to see it with zero context yeah. and try and take these characters on. So it's like, I think our, our director was less interested in addressing it. But it was the Hamlet isn't dead side that was like, no, let's make a thing of it. Yeah. That's yeah. what's so Why tough, though, is yeah. we're in this sort of like uh, time right now where like, Everybody is different. Mm-hmm. That is true. And also, everybody is the same. That is true. Mm-hmm. But we're not all the same in all the same ways. Yeah. And we're not all different in all <laughs> the different ways. You know what I mean? That's a beautiful sound bite. No, listen. <laughs> Sam, I am. God, God damn it. <laughs> I am. No, I am you're totally right. There's like, there's like JFK and his fabulous <laughs> quotes, and then there's David Andrew Laws right underneath that. God damn it. <laughs> we're not all different in all the same ways, but we're also not all same in a different way. And then Gandhi right underneath that. That's not even what I said. I hate it. Here. Uh, this is about my least favorite episode. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm getting complimented. About? I'm getting picked on. All it's hot worst. in here. Ugh. <laughs> You got a bulldog who's probably got a fart on you. I got probably a haircut. I went to the gym today. <laughs> nice. I dude. hate going to the gym. You look like you got a haircut. I do, thank yeah. you. Yeah, it looks good. I got a haircut. I went up to 181st. Uh, and then, I mean, here's another real, real thing about what we're talking about. Is real was, talk. Real talk. Is I was looking for places to get my haircut, and I was like, do you think, is, am I going to be able to go into any places and be like, I am white? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I this is a struggle. Can you my do life. my white hair, please? Yeah, my dad would take me to black barbers my whole life when I was a kid, and they'd just be like, "Well, all that's coming off." <laughs> like that's, like, what do you want us to do with this? Like, because I'm not talking about like some studied like black hair technician. I'm talking about like a mom and pop like barbershop, yeah, and they sure. cut black people's hair, and I go in there with my like weird hybrid like <laughs> whatever this is, and they're just like, and then I go into white places, and they're like. Oh, cute. So I'm just going to take all of this on the side and like, you know, then yeah, that's <laughs> what they're doing. Now. There's nobody who, you know, it's it's um it's such a, I was realizing it's such a different uh, mental stereotype when you think about white people doing hair versus people of color doing hair. You picture like it's such a the stereotypical image of especially a man doing hair. Right. Mm, for, for white no people, doubt. it's white gay men. No doubt. Mm-hmm. And then. And maybe they're gay, but like all the dudes who were doing my hair were like these huge buff, like, but had tattoos of like a barber pole. Mm. And I was like, how interesting. Like, what interesting. Was it kind of like a hip street play? Like, they had the little tongue. No, 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 no. No, it was was like, like mom and pop kind of. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was just, it was, it was awesome. It was so interesting. And so. Because there's that whole trend, like, the cross haircut. Yes. Um, Which unfortunately I subscribe to because. I feel like I can just ask them for what I want. And they're like enthusiastic about being like, okay, dude, like this is a different kind of thing. I've never done this before. Like, let me look on the Instagram of my favorite haircutting <laughs> celebrity. You know what I mean? Like if I go into a, a mom and pop black barbershop, I, I don't feel comfortable enough to be like, 
Hi, so I'll tell you what the thing is. I wanna, I, I'm I like, this guy has enough shit today. He doesn't need my bullshit on top of this. You know what I mean? You know what hair I want now? Yeah. Have you seen Good Omens? Yeah. Have like this is another embarrassing thing to admit. The hair that I truly, really want is Robert Downey Jr.'s hair in Avengers. <laughs> Archie, you stink. Yeah, oh my I'm god. I'm so sorry. It hasn't reached me yet. Well, it's probably it gonna will. come to you. I'm in the splash though. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, it's so bad. You're the worst. No! Uh, Look at that face. He's so confused. David is trying oh to god. pass off his fart as the dog's fart. Oh my fart. god, it's like burnt rubber. Uh, I can't. So basically, David farted and he's trying to pass it off as if it was a dog. <laughs> 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 it wasn't me. Like, dis- dis- distinctly <laughs> human smelling fart. We got like 15 minutes left of the podcast. <laughs> if you can hear the fan, I don't care. Yeah. Sorry, um, I'm going off on all these tangents. I'm not, we're not. So wait, I didn't say what I wanted to have my hair was. That's all right. Oh, yeah, yeah. How do you want to have it? It's like Good Omens. It's like David Tennant and Good Omens. Oh, I haven't watched it yet. You should do watch it. Do you have it. a thing for DT? Yeah. You've mentioned him yeah. a couple oh, times. Yeah. I mentioned oh, yeah. him twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. I mean. Why did he say something about me? Did he ask about me? Yeah, when we were in town, he was like, do you have any friends who like have their own shakes with you? And who also have my same name. <laughs> yeah. and... does, does anybody want to get a haircut? Because I'm really trying to duplicate my haircut around the city. <laughs> yeah, I think he's the fucking best. Do you not? No, I think he's great. I like oh him. my god, you don't think he's the best? Shade, 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 shade. No, no, no. I think he's great. <laughs> but you, great. you've been in a show with him, so you know him on a deeper than yeah. superficial level. So if yeah, there are things that you know, he's a great guy. He's like a, he has oh that god. standard of quality, uh, that quality which is like all the super successful people that I've met that I uh, enjoy being around the most are the people who are uh, so aware and acknowledging of their success and fame. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, not in an arrogant way, but they're like, yes, hello. Yes, I'm David Tennant, and I'm quite famous, and we're going to do this play together. And it might be a little weird at the beginning, but then it'll be fine. And that I'm- feels like when I was in Sam Smith's music video, mm. that was that was very much the way that he approached it. That he was just like, hi, this is who I am, and this is what we're going to do. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not going to, we're probably not going to be friends at the end of this, but like, we're going to be friendly, and yeah. we're going to have a great time. And mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to hang around while you guys have drinks a lot and make you all wonder like, oh, should I talk to him? Should I not? I'm going to hang out with you guys in rehearsal, and then I'm going to peace out and go back to my fucking amazing life. And then I'll come back in the rehearsal, and on the last night, we'll all have one drink together, and then I'll peace out. And that's, that'll be the end That's of it. worth it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Is that what you want to do? Is that is that no, is that successful? My ego is far too large. I think if I'm successful, like day one of rehearsal, I'll be like, "All right, motherfuckers, let's go to my penthouse like, <laughs> <laughs> party, party. Robs. And I would literally use it to be like, "Who's fucking who? Tell me. I want to know everything. I want to be the guy." Oh, <laughs> an absolute monster! Yeah, yeah. I would support that. Yeah, if I'm ever in, because that's the other thing, right? Especially you know Shakespeare, right? Like. Yeah, the king the king isn't the king based on what they do the king is the king based on what other people do around them right exactly. so like if yeah. I'm ever around you I'm gonna be like this is this, excuse me this is Rob fucking Gilbert are you kidding me <laughs> you're just gonna make people think that I'm a big you don't girl? know you don't know get out you don't know Rob Gilbert get out well sometimes I get free drinks or, or in lines of things because people think I'm uh, Russell Wilson he's a uh, football player for right. the Seattle Seahawks so oh. yeah <laughs> an American football player I don't I don't mean to be racist. You don't look anything alike. I, I, don't, I don't think it's racist if you say I don't look like him. Well, isn't it? You just needed to cover it just in case. <laughs> oh, um, there's little aspects of through, the face. Cycle through. Yeah. You'll find, you know, you'll find a few. I mean, there's he l- looks like you of the face. If, you, if I was in good shape. No, the opposite. He looks like you if you'd run into a wall a couple of times. <laughs> well, he's probably can, run into a few walls. You can tell yeah. he's a foot. Like, if you didn't know his profession, you'd be like, does this guy play football? A few weeks ago, he, or maybe two that, months ago, that one he I signed like bit. the biggest, the most expensive deal in history. Well, really? So he's like 28 and he's richer than I will ever even be able to dream of being. And he's married to Ciara, the R&B singer Whoa. Ciara. Yeah. 
But and he's also like a super good boy Christian, so there's not even any drama. So the likelihood of a biopic is like minimal. Which oh, sucks. boo! Yeah, I'm like, please, let's find out that he kills dogs in his basement. <laughs> like, <laughs> you gotta get cool. in there. You gotta like. Oh, I'm digging up influence his life. God, I just hope that he does something dumb one day, and people are like, "This needs to be a screenplay," and I'll be like, "And then <laughs> the higher I, you I got you, you yeah, exactly. get you get into his life, you fuck up his life. Oh, then they'll I hire should actually be the cause. You to play him and someone else to play you fucking up his but life. How much would it be? I could be like Salieri, and then it would end up like then. I don't even end up playing him in the movie. I want to play me Ooh, in the movie. Yeah. And then it's like, that's the ultimate fuck you to him. <laughs> like, I fucked up your life so bad, I'm playing myself <laughs> in your biopic. <laughs> okay, let's go back to success. Yeah. How, how's your personal life? My personal life is real good. I I mean, you are in a relationship. I am, yeah, still in the same relationship. And she's lovely. She and is the absolute best. You love yeah. that. And yeah. your relationship with your family seems pretty... My relationship with my family is is complicated. Oh, yeah, yeah, kind of weird and complicated. Which is probably where all my ideas about success definitely come from my dad and the fact mm. that he is an incredible success story and a very hard person to please and a very uh, a very tough dude. So I think like I will, I like gave I kind of gave up this year on it. But the idea that he would ever like be like, oh. You're a success. <laughs> didn't he? Didn't he come to Caesar? He did. Yeah, he comes to a lot. He comes to everything. And he's just not. Is he not? He, it's not that he's not. It's, uh, it's. What's his area of success? He's yeah. not a theater person. No, no, no. He is he was a civil in, engineer. Great. Um, he built, so he's like currently, kind of. I don't really understand, but he's like one of the, the top four or five people in charge of the expansion of LAX right now. Mm. So he's cool. like going to dinner with the mayor and like hanging out, and he's. You know, he's like a businessy, very successful yeah. guy. And he and, a, came, and has a military background, obviously. And has a military background. Yeah. And he came from literally nothing. Like, mm. nothing. And, you know, he was black in the 50s and 60s and had nothing. And mm. now is, like, a very big success. And because of that, you know, he had to come up with certain coping mechanisms that I'm sure, you know, when I'm like, hey, dad, like, I want to go do drama. He's literally like, uh, what the fuck are you talking about? Mm. Like, uh, earn money, get a job. Like, jumping around being like this week i'm a i'm this person and then i'm this he's just like okay finished let's live real life like get money okay do things um mm. and yeah i think like power and influence are indicators of success for him so i'm sure it frustrates him a lot that i have almost no control over my life and and you said it's been very recently that you've sort of been able to let some of that go I feel like I've just come to terms with the fact that it's not going to happen. And okay. I'm kind of, I, that's an ongoing process. Right. Like I'm like, I think there was a time when I was like, you know, I worked at the RC and it's like, Oh, that was the first time when he was the, like the Royal Shakespeare company. That's the Royal Shakespeare company. And then people at his work would be like, Oh, he talks about you all the time. And he says that you're doing all these things. But then to me, it was like, well, why don't you have a bigger part? Like the first thing he said to me after he came to see the show is like, how come that guy had more lines than you? You were better than him. You should be doing his thing. And I'm like, oh, that there's kind of a compliment in there. Yeah, there's but, an mm -hmm. awe and an awe in there, and they're both at different pitches. Uh -huh. Yeah, and it's and then it's like, he'll be like, uh, so what are you doing next month? I'm like, I don't know, Dad. I'm just like auditioning and stuff. He's like, what do you mean? Why don't you have a plan? How can you live your life like this? What are you gonna do when you have a child? You're not gonna be able to support them. Like, what is wrong with you? You you have no plan. And I'm like, no, I have a plan. It's just. My plan is to keep trying to do this. And he's like, he just, the frustration, he mm -hmm. cannot handle it. Interesting. Know? And like this summer, last summer I made this short and I was lucky enough, I was doing a show 
with a like really big actor and I was like took a chance and said like hey I've written this script for this short would you maybe like do it with me and he said yes and we made this short and it was amazing but of course my dad's like well when's it going to be in the movie theater like who, who what are you doing and I'm like how much money are you going to make I'm like well you it's, I don't really make quite, any yeah. money and like yeah. I don't and he's just in his mind it doesn't make sense so I must be doing something or not doing something uh -huh. to achieve success so he's like how is it possible that you haven't done this yet but you were in Ready Player One. The back of my head and the side of my arm were in Ready Player One. Steven Spielberg forgot my name for three whole weeks. It was incredible. But you were in Gulliver's Travels with Jack Black. I did have one scene with Jack Black and TJ Miller uh, and Amanda P in uh, the 2010 smash flop Gulliver's Travels. I didn't even know it was a movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, you were in the Sinbad TV show. I was. I was in Sinbad, Tazim. You were in all sorts God. of fun stuff. That's so interesting. Do you think there's a level of success within your industry that will meet your father's expectations of success? I think it would be money. I think purely money. Purely money, mm. not influence. Not. I mean, I guess those are hand in hand. But They kind of are hand in hand. Yeah, but it, it, like the, the idea mean, like, that I was respected within the community, I don't think would ever do it for him. Oh, see, that's what I was saying. Like, if I could, again, if I could walk in a room and go, oh my God, is that Rob Gilbert? Can I get your autograph? Like, that wouldn't, I yeah. wouldn't do it for him. The, the thing is, if I, my dad lives in LA now. So even if I walked around LA with my dad and like five people were like, oh my God, can I have your autograph? Like, oh my God, you're Rob Gilbert. He'd be like, why are they coming up to you? And I'd be like, oh, they've seen something I did. Well, what is it? And I'd be like, Oh, this little thing is like, well, Gulliver's much, Travels. Yeah, Gulliver's Travels. The final <laughs> scene of Gulliver's Travels when I say I'm Mark from the mailroom. Uh, thank you very much. <laughs> I want a t-shirt now. I'm Mark from the mailroom. But he'll just be like, so uh, what are you doing to make more money off that? Like, can you capitalize off it? Like, what do you do? And I'm like, interesting. Well, no, they've just seen something I've done. And he's like, he, he, he's like, no, the movie's done. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not. I remember like he called me up once and he's like, you got to go do Twilight. And I was like, I'm sorry. And he was like, I just saw that Twilight movie. There's Native American Indians in it. Your grandmother was Native, you're one sixteenth Native American. <laughs> Call the casting director or the director, whoever. Go out for dinner with them and tell them that you should be in that movie. Oh, and I'm like, man. oh my God, thank you so much. I that's just had <laughs> That's Of course, of course, Eureka. And I said to him, oh, well, I can't really do that. Why not? Well, you know, they're really busy people in that sun. This world, you got to take what you want. You got to go get it. And if you're not doing that, it's nobody's fault but your fault. You're the one not doing it, you know. And it's like he, there's no middle ground for him. I mean, to his credit, have you tried? Did you, did you call him? Did I try the casting director the for Twilight? Twilight? Yeah, I called for him Twilight. and I said, "Hey, is this Twilight?" <laughs> <laughs> My dad thinks I should go to dinner with you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I'm just like no, but, to, I didn't. But I don't have to a car, credit, so you'll have tried. to drive. I never tried. That. All right, fair enough. I just I just yeah. saw something. You got to go do Broadway. You got to do Broadway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just... Uh, yeah, you I should do that. Experience. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. No. I should. Um, <laughs> we are nearing the end. Okay. And I want to ask you this. Do you have any advice on success? Which is interesting, coming from yeah. someone who I think is successful. Yeah. Oh, Megan right. thinks is successful. Oh, yeah. Who it's doesn't consider nice. themselves you. successful. So, like... Tough it out for a second and give us some, some oh, I advice. Feel like I can dole out advice on how to get oh, great. where I give would it. like to go for sure. I think the key thing is start as early as you can. Have like multiple layers to your plan. Like I definitely wish my dad was always telling me like have a backup plan. And I always heard that like, oh, you want me to get like a math degree or something like that. Mm -hmm. But like if I would have done something that was a transferable skill where I could have figured out a way to mold that into a business that I could do on the side so I could be my own boss. So while I'm auditioning, I could kind of make my own sure. hours or something amazing. Um, 
I, I think have, I have no greater regret than not getting a business degree. I wish I had something, I wish anything, I had. you yeah. know what I mean? Programming, whatever. Yeah. Um, and I also think when if you're young, just do whatever you want to do because being young is like an intoxicant for this industry. Yeah. If even if your script is so shitty, if you're the right kind of like young person that they happen to be looking for at that time, they might give you millions of dollars to put on your shitty idea. And then you can grow and get and get smarter and learn and then make better things as you get older. But like especially when you're young do 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 the thing do call the casting director of twilight do show up at a casting director's office so you're a fucking 16 year old and you're like i got the bus all the way here and i just love you and i really want to do they might do that as a 31 year old man it's like, weird. Casting director's office, i'm like listen i really have to be in these movies <laughs> be like so you need to leave my dad says i'm 116 yeah. native american my dad told me my grandma makes me relevant for these films like that's i want to have my, dinner with you because yeah. my dad said so <laughs> Imagine if, like, Marcy Phillips from ABC is walking out and I'm there on, like, 74th or whatever. I'm like, let's have dinner. I bought a jacket. Like, no. <laughs> it's funny because I thought you were going to say do, and I thought you were going to go the opposite way with it, right? Like, I have a friend who's a really talented actor who's about to go to France for eight months to teach English. And right. he's doing it because he's young and it's what he wants to do. And he's like, I'm not going to get this opportunity when for I'm sure. older. And I kind of, I kind of see both sides of that, of, like, Young, young is a time to do. Yeah, um, because then you get old and your knees start to hurt. Oh, for sure. And your dog farts. And <laughs> your life falls apart. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Well, good. <laughs> your dog farts and your life falls apart. <laughs> I mean, that's a fragile construct. If the dog farts gonna blow that over, I think you should spend more time. This is that you're way. behind the curtain now. This, this <laughs> now is, I see. This is what happens. Oh. All right, I'm gonna say goodbyes. Are you ready? Are we doing it like on a count of three? No, I'm going to oh. say all the goodbye stuff. <laughs> okay. Thank you for listening to Dress for the Podcast you want. I've One, been... two, three. Bye. Bye. I hate it here. <laughs> <laughs> I've been David Andrew Laws. My co-host has been Megan Greener, my hey, co-host. Hey, bye. Archie. <laughs> Our guest today, Rob Gilbert. Rob, hey. thank you so much for being here. Take me out for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> you can listen to this podcast Take and more at <laughs> www.dimlywit.com. Thank you to Dimly Wit. They are a great, great network, and we love them, and we would never talk over the part of the, the podcast. <laughs> Sorry. Where we talk about them. <laughs> Help me make my dad proud. Dimly Wit. <laughs> At Dimly Wit, you can hear a lot of other podcasts. There's a new podcast with Kristen Bree. It's called Below the Fold. And then it says Conversations underneath it, but it might be Conversations Below the Fold or it might be Below the Fold Conversations. Uh, it just came out. I haven't listened to it yet. I'm really excited to. Everybody shut up. Hmm. Bad Examples with Tracy DeMarco and Jessica Romano, The Dullest People Alive, Wit. All due respect. There's so many great podcasts on this fucking network. I'm so excited to be a part of it. Thank you to Laura St. Pierre and Patrick Marin, our Patreon donors. I love you, and I want to play in the snow with you someday. Go to Facebook, go to Twitter, go to Instagram. Follow us, like us, give me your love, your sweet, sweet hot love. And oh, we were going to think of... So here's the thing. Mm. We are... This is episode 222, 22nd episode of the second season of this podcast. And the first season had technically 23 episodes it had 23 and a bonus hmm. so we might be wrapping up this season of the podcast i don't i don't know what that means i don't know if that means i'm gonna do any big changes for season three or if we might just like go into season three but we're also like really close to a year hmm. we i, oh, I just nice. was looking at some stuff the podcast started july 9th uh 2018 so mm -hmm. we're we're creeping up on it in a couple oh, of weeks wow. and we've been talking the past couple of episodes about finding a tagline uh -oh. For the podcast, mm -hmm. and I wonder if anybody has a suggestion. Should we just spitball some now? Should we just do like brain, brain thunder? What are you supposed to say now? Thought shower? No bad <laughs> ideas and a thought brain. 
<laughs> shower. <laughs> All right, no, but everyone only gets one. So okay. who who wants? To, I'll go first, and then Megan, and then Rob. Got it. No pressure. Mm-hmm. So I think the construct will be this. This will be. Uh, this has been dressed for the podcast you want, and then your tagline. So this has been dressed for the podcast you want, even if you're not successful, you can still come to my house. <laughs> this is dressed for the podcast you want. Put on your pants because you got to put on something if it's not success. Oh, shit. That's a hard one to beat, though. This has been Dress for the Podcast You Want. Dress it up, puppy. Hosted on dimlywit.com.